We are super excited to be supported by AdamandEve.com. Yes, please. So if you're looking for some sexy, sensual treats to spice up the bedroom. You know I am, but like, do you have any free stuff for me? Oh yeah, I mean, I've got free stuff. I've got sexy stuff, and I've got free stuff, and I've got free sexy stuff. Oh, that's just the stuff I've wanted. Do I you, mean, yeah. Could I maybe have almost any one item for 50% off? You can definitely have almost any one item for 50% off. Oh, that's half. Thank you. Um, and then on top of that, Adam and Eve is going to give you like a bunch of other free stuff. Well, how do I get it? You have to enter offer code HAGS. That's H-A-G-S. Oh, thank you for spelling it. At checkout. And once you do that, you'll get your half off your one item. And then you're going to get 10 very special, very sexy free gifts. Wait, is that one item for me, a special gift for Alex, and then a third item we'll both enjoy? Yeah, and then it's seven more on top of that because it's 10 total. What? Plus six free movies. How is that possible? Plus what? Free shipping. I can't believe it. What? How do I do it? Offer code HAGS. That is H-A-G-S at adamandeve.com. Thanks, Riley. You're welcome, Nicole. Hello. Hi. This week's word is politically correct. That's two words. That's two words. to make sure we're very correct. But one idea. One concept. This week, we discuss the problematic early seasons of Survivor. Why, in God's name, we aren't protecting trans kids. Who's responsible for clickbait headlines. And how to put your planet-saving energy in the right direction and not implode with consumer guilt. Oh, but first, Riley is going to take it away with our boss-ass bitch of the week. This week's boss-ass bitch is Mary Edwards Walker and was written by Tim Sullivan. As always, if you love Tim's babs as much as we do, he only asks that you consider a donation to Planned Parenthood. Graduating as a medical doctor in 1855, the only woman in her class, obviously. When the Civil War broke out, she volunteered for service, only to be told women could register as nurses, not doctors. Lol, said Mary, and within a year, she was the first female surgeon in the U.S. Army. She saved countless lives and routinely crossed enemy lines to care for the wounded on both sides. This fierce female was then arrested by the Confederacy as a spy and held as a prisoner of war. Her captors were confounded by her wearing traditionally male clothing. She was swapped out with a male Confederate surgeon in a prisoner exchange. After the war, she attempted to register to vote multiple times to no avail. She was arrested often for her refusal to dress in women's clothing, instead preferring suits with a top hat. She particularly rejected the idea of corseting and the restrictive nature of women's fashion at the time. At the recommendation of General William Sherman, she was awarded the Army's Medal of Honor in 1865. She remains today its only female recipient. When the Army tried to rescind her award in 1917, Mary again said, lol, refused to send the award back in, and instead wore it until her death. It was reinstated by Jimmy Carter in 1977. And here are some quotes. You men are not our protectors. If you were, who would there be to protect us from? Let the generations know that women in uniform also guaranteed their freedom. I don't wear men's clothes. I wear my own clothes. Clearly, Mary Edwards Walker was a boss-ass bitch. Oh, hags! Hags! Oh. Hags. <laughs> we were, what, Kyle and I, oh, we were just joking around. And my eye, my eye was all red last night. And I was like, I was like, what happened? I was like, oh, I told you, I was putting drops in. I told you, it's irritated. It's irritated. And then he was like, that's the name of my accountant. <laughs> irritated. And so we were, we started going on. And then at one yeah. point he was like, ah, what was it? I think it was like, he was like shaking on a cookie sheet. And he was like, 
uh, this my my tray's all wet and I was like that's name my personal trainer it was just a whole it was a whole thing trays so tra- that's yeah, really good trays all wet trays all wet <laughs> yeah with sweat yeah 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 trays the sweat all wet mm-hmm. get out of here <laughs> get out of here oh, anyway I could continue to talk about this forever like dumb jokes between families and couples are some of my favorite things to talk about actually <laughs> name puns yeah we yeah. we also we've been watching a lot of um survivor oh yeah yeah because that was just a decision i mean nothing has excited me more than kyle being like i think i want to go back and watch all of survivor from the beginning mm. like i will remember that moment for the rest of my life because Whoa. i've never been so excited um I think it would be the equivalent of if I was like, I would like to go back in time and watch all of Mavs basketball and like learn about their history and legacy (laughs) and like every single player Mm. and like their highs and lows. Mm, You know, it's like getting to share in something that you love and maybe haven't revisited for decades. Right. um, With somebody that you love and get to see them seeing it and like loving it. And it's it's fantastic. And watch his reaction when he's like, that bitch shouldn't have won. What the all of these things. Yeah, like, yeah. I've never loved you more. <laughs> yeah, basically. I was like, this is so hot. Um, but we were talking about, there was like one season where they're like introducing all the players and like almost every woman has a J name. There's like, and Kyle was like, are there three Judys? Like, what is this? And so we started joking about like Survivor, Judys versus Greg's. And like every, they like keep trying to vote people out, but like everything says Judy. And they're like, again, we don't know who these votes are supposed to go Everybody to. knows I meant Judy P. <laughs> yeah. I've also many times pitched Survivor Ghosts versus Humans, which I think is an excellent idea. Yes. We have a lot of Survivor-themed content ready to go. (laughs) I'm on fucking board. It sounds adjacent to that show we thought about for 15 minutes called One of Us is Dead. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That title that we thought about for 15 minutes that's like not actually a show, just like a very fun title. Yes. Yes, I agree. Still a very fun title. Still a very fun title. But when you think about the show, um, it's it only lasts one one episode. <laughs> it's only so it's a it's a movie. It's, it's a, a movie. It's a short it's a very film. Short movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a uh, it's a, a micro short. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sketch. It's fine. It's not content. Uh, oh, Riley, are we recording? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you better believe oh. it. Oh. <laughs> ABR, bro, always be recording. Um, well, whether or not we include all the survivor stuff. <laughs> Because, Which we will. frankly, I would just like to say that I'm copywriting all of those ideas, so don't you dare steal, steal uh-huh. my survivor, Judy's versus Greg's. I mean, that's the kind of content <laughs> um, that I'm begging for. That, that would make mine. me watch Survivor. <laughs> but it got me thinking, especially, so this is like kind of an interesting trip down cultural memory lane. Okay. Because we're going back in time to essentially the beginning of reality TV as we know it. There was already like real world existed. There right. were, it's, this isn't the first reality show, but this kind of kicks off a big reality boom in terms of like modern American television. Um, Survivor was like, you know, and still is kind of known as like this sort of like like po- guidepost in the For sure. in the reality world because it was so successful. Survivor, the fruit of some of the writer's strike or did it start before then? When was the writer's strike? 2008? No. Survivor started in 2000. Yeah. Oh my God. It's on for 21 years. Yeah. It's like Fast and the Furious. Will it ever end? Two no. seasons a year. Um, and so, yeah, we started with season one and we've been watching through all of it. So not only is it like interesting to see like how the show progresses and it's you're also it's 
like very indicative of the time. The the contestants oh, on the show, yeah. the way they speak to each other, the way Jeff speaks to them, the host, Jeff Probst, best host on television. No big deal. Um, <laughs> they're like reunion show where they all like get together and like talk about the drama. It's so microcosmy, kind of horrifying. Mm. It's not microcosmy. It's macrocosmy. It oh. is like this is how people thought in the year 2000. This is how this is what we thought was OK to say. This is a thought, what we thought it was OK to joke about. This is like the type of stuff content we thought it was cool to just like casually chat about and yeah. just be like, oh, yeah, this is normal. Whose tits do you like the best? And they're like, huh. well, um, her tits are good, but like her tits are better. Excuse me? Like, is, just that, like, is that real? Oh, my God. So much worse than that. So much worse than that. So like whose bulge are you most bulging for? They had a whole there there's a kind of a waste of a season in my opinion. Oh. If you want to if we want to get deep into my survivor opinions, that's like Which a different we podcast. We do, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but season five is kind of a waste in my personal opinion. Um and has like just some shitty I don't know. It was just like an uninteresting season. So then for season six, I think they really tried to they did their first sort of gimmicky move where initially at the beginning of the season, they separate the tribes by gender. I remember this is the only season that I've seen the beginnings of. Yeah. So they were like, I think because they, they had pretty good ratings. People were just into it as a concept, you know, as like a social experiment type thing. And I think just because season five was like kind of disappointing, they just like the casting wasn't great. Everyone, you kind of hated everybody. There were some like very questionable moral things that happened that were like sort of uncomfortable. Which season is Richard? Richard is season one. I was, oh, he's I was the first. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I watched that season. That's the and only season I ever watched. Yeah. yeah. When you say season five and season six, since it's two a year, is this year three? It's yeah. So two a year. So okay. that would be two thousand. I think there were two the first year. Let's see. We're on seven now, and Look that's at- in the fall. Of look at her Rolodex brain. This is my this is that thing that I figured out that I have with Hillary. Um, We're on season seven, which is in the fall of two thousand three. So season six was in the spring of two thousand three. So season one, I think season one would be the only season in two thousand. Okay, and then it would go into the calendar. It was a major hit, and they were like, "Double up, bitch!" Yeah, they basically do spring and fall every year until twenty twenty. Bummer, but it's coming Uh, back. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, thank God. so, so we're in season six. So they've mm-hmm. they've split the tribes by gender. Okay, and clearly the producers are like, this is gonna this is gonna be like innovative and like buzzworthy and controversial, and we're gonna see the difference between men and women, and like they're competing against each other. And like so they're like, all just shitty to each other anyway. They're all like <laughs> so, and they probably tried intentionally to cast people who had very distinct opinions about gender and about the opposite sex, obviously, because you're like trying to manufacture as much drama on a reality show as possible. Uh But like, oh, my God, it's so egregious. And there are very few people who are like, hey, um, actually, uh, I don't think that just because we're a tribe of dudes, we are going to automatically win all the challenges against the women. And like, spoiler, they don't. And then, of course, they just like complain about it afterwards they're like so many excuses about why they lost so many confessionals where they're like well of course like no dude wants to lose to a bunch of girls like that quote over and over and over and over but it none of it feels like oh just look at these types of people aren't they aren't they extreme it feels like this look at the every man and the every woman and see how they really feel about the opposite sex and like it, it feels like this very boiled down version of society at the time in 2003 yeah. or whatever. And that's not that long ago. I mean, maybe, 
I don't know. It's not that long it, ago. It like is that long ago and it's not that long ago at the same Almost time. Almost 20 years ago. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but like But yeah, for it's, for us. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's amazing to see how much has changed. And and I mean, you're also watching it like in in like SD, it's like a square, you right, know? so like it does look dated, which helps. I think that you're like, this was a long time ago, yeah. But it also like really wasn't that long ago that yeah. we just thought that that was fine. That's very mm-hmm, upsetting. Mm-hmm. I'm not for that. Yeah, it's interesting. I was watching because I one random job I was doing in the last month or so was conforming old TV shows mm-hmm. to put the Spanish language dubbing track onto like some of their sitcoms that they were putting up in their library. So one of the shows, it was, it was John Ritter's last show that he died while they were shooting. It was called like nine simple steps or something like that. Mm. Oh, it's like eight eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I'm watching those episodes. It was like horrifying. It's all about him controlling his dad and yeah and his like hot daughters who are like going to high school and like trying out for the cheerleading squad and like it's all just about like how attractive everyone is Mm -hmm. and like get your hands off my daughter and like it's and but it's also so like creepy it's all sexualizing their daughter right Mm -hmm. because it's all like these young girls in these like skimpy cheerleader outfits and like these skimpy dresses that they're not allowed to wear to school you keep march back upstairs and change that outfit right now but it's all like this kind of like gawking at young girls too but it was a show about like don't you dare do that right well it's also a show where they get to have their cake and eat it too right they can be like don't look at my daughter but also look you get to see her you get to see her right that's hot yeah Gross. And it was very like 2008 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, there are so many offhanded. And like, that was just, obviously, that's like one of many examples of like this particular season where they're like, we're going to do this controversy. And they've done way more, like, they've made way worse decisions in terms of like the gimmick they're going to do on the show. They had one season where they separated everybody by race and everyone was like, what you doing, Survivor? Why are you doing this? Like, uh, and like, if you go back and watch America's Next Top Model, there's that whole episode where Tyra puts everybody in versions of blackface. She's like, we're going to switch everyone's races and we're going to put you all in makeup and make you look like a different race. And you have to act like that race, which like, but this was like what? television in the 2000s that they were like, it was, you know, the reality part of it was a little bit of like an open wild west new frontier they're like look at all the things we can do we can just see people acting how they're acting and we're obviously like manufacturing all this drama as well but there's so much shit that just sort of gets brushed aside as like well they were just it was the heat of the moment this is just or like this is just my opinion there was there's a there's almost every season of early survivor there's an old southern white guy who is extremely homophobic Mm -hmm. has no problem with being homophobic Mm -hmm. sees nothing wrong with it like uses the F word refers to people as queers and is just like well we can agree to disagree this is just the way I feel it's not natural and uh, and like you know and like at the reunion they'll be like are you guys going to be lifelong friends though and he's like "Um, probably not <laughs> yeah, know? no. Or for he'll sure, be like, no. He'll be like, yeah, we can be friends because you know I see this dude, and and you can do whatever you want in your personal life as long as you don't flaunt it in front of me, and and otherwise I think you're a good dude, and just stuff that's like so fully toxic, but like yeah. is presented in this like, and that's just the type of person this is, and that's okay. We can disagree on whether or not you like chai tea, 
Or if you think pineapple on a pizza is gross or not, you're wrong. It's delicious and you're a monster. It is delicious. But not the literal existence of human beings. Yeah. That's not, not up yeah. for your Debate. quote unquote opinion. We can't agree to disagree on you hating a subsect of humanity. Yeah, that's a no. Yeah, that's a pass. Fuck. You know, I feel like a lot of the remnants of that carry over into today as well. Like you still see it. Uh, like, it's a conversation that I have over and over again. Like, oh, well, we'll just agree to disagree. And I'm like, you, that is not, that's not a thing. Yeah. No. Well, I think the conversation has changed. It has changed. And a lot of people who are maybe kind of um, stuck in their old ways or like convinced that they need to hold on to the first thought that they had about something. Otherwise, someone's trying to oppress them. Oh, yeah. Very right? much that. They're that like, yeah. This is the opinion that I formed about this thing. And if you're trying to change the opinion that I formed when I was 11, <laughs> you're oppressing me. I mean, that's an excellent point. Why do we why do we not want to change? It's actually an, uh, an argument that I've had with many humans in my life of like, I haven't changed. I'm just the same. And you've changed. And it's like constantly the answer that I come back with is I fucking hope so. Because how boring it would life be if you never changed, if you never grew, if you never thought deeper about anything. And usually I feel like there's also usually like a religious base to it. Sure. So what used to be like, oh, well, my beliefs, meaning my religious beliefs, say that like homosexuality in the Bible or like whatever thing. You honestly used to be the central conversation that people would have for some reason that Mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, let's give time to let's put put a lot of time in that instead of just being like, actually, you get to feel however you want about your religion. You still don't get to actively oppress other people or deny their existence. And they're not coming for you. They're not like coming. There's this like attack on our way of life and like trying to uphold family values and all of this like coded speech, which Mm -hmm. is just excuses for people to like dig their claws in and oppress other people. And that's also where this like politically correct thing gets weaponized by the right, right? That they're like, oh, the left is trying to be so politically correct about everything and they won't let me speak and express how I truly feel, which is that I'm a racist bigot. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever dug down with someone on that? Like, oh, they don't want me to say this anymore. And you're like, what do you want to say? Uh, No, I don't really talk to a lot of these people. Oh, it's the best. Let me let me tell you how the conversation goes. It's um I don't get to say what I want to say anymore and no one should be policing what I say. We have free speech in this country. And I'm like, well, what do you want to say that, you know, like I'm actively oppressing and then inevitably the the silence comes and I'm like, no, seriously, like seriously, this is a safe space for you. I know that's a triggering phrase, but like, what would you like to say that you are now unable to say in public? And there is nothing that they will say. Because it's all N-words and F-words and stuff that they know that they shouldn't be saying. But now it's being weaponized against for this like straw man free speech argument that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I I mean, they they also know that you're not going to like it. Right. So like, (laughs) you know, they're not going to say it to you. Right. (laughs) I think, yeah, there's this idea of like, I... I enjoyed being able to express myself in X, Y, Z way. You're telling me that it's no longer cool for me to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that I mean it in the way that you are taking it. Yeah. And I don't like that you don't that you can't see through that. I think that's usually the train of thought. Right. Yeah. That it's like when I say something about gay people, 
I'm not, you know, I'm not the one that's trying to murder them or, you know, there are there are much worse versions of of oppression. And I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I just want to I just like saying I like using the word gay to mean stupid. And so I like saying things are gay because I've learned how to express myself more clearly by using this word. And I don't like that you're taking it away from me because everyone that I talk to, and this is probably true, knows what I really mean. They know when I say gay that I mean stupid. They do the translation in their head and we're all on the same page. So like, and no one gets offended because literally probably either no one's gay or they're so afraid to say anything that they don't. So you would never know. Yeah. Um, And they, but anyway, they like go about their lives thinking that like everything's chill. And so like, why do you need to come in and police the way I speak when I'm supposed to have freedom of speech? And so it just like, they just like round out their argument Mm -hmm. and there's no, there's no arguing with them essentially because they've been, they've just like, chalked it all up to this like liberal agenda right right and there's no there's no breaking through that can we can we also speak about um what maxine waters said this week did you please please about that okay so pending the derek chauvin verdict for the murder of george floyd before the verdict was read which he was guilty on all charges yeah fuck yeah fuck Fuck yeah. yeah accountability feels good Still a lot of work to do, and also it's cognitive dissonance for me to be really happy he's going to jail, but also me to not want jail to exist anymore. Yeah, I think I posted a really good, like, it was either on mine or Hag, somebody tweeted a very concise opinion saying exactly that. The cognitive dissonance is like... Yeah. Being like, I don't want prisons to exist. I want Derek Chauvin to go to prison for 15 million years. Yeah. And I'll be working on those things, but both are true right now. Yeah, guess we gotta dig down on that. But... Uh, she said, Maxine Waters said in a press conference, and this is Paraphrase City. I don't have quotes in front of me. I don't have any of this stuff. I, this is just Nicole's Paraphrase Club. Join us. She said something to the effect of, "If even if we get the verdict we want, we should probably still like double down on some like some protesting and active violence." And everybody, everybody on both sides of the media freak the fuck out because mm-hmm. she openly called for violence. Republicans were calling for her resignation. Democrats were calling for her resignation and or apology. And when I was speaking to other random people in life, I saw both sides of the coin. I was like, look, advocating for violence isn't tops, but also it gets shit done. So like, <laughs> I don't think that I'm necessary. I don't want violence against humans happening, but violence against property. Is that, did she clarify? She, as far as I know, she did not. If I'm wrong, please email us at hugspodcast at gmail.com. I'm wondering if there is such a thing as violence against property. Oh, interesting. There's just property damage. Yeah. Cause doesn't violence, I don't think that violence you can. Denotes. I don't think you can be violent against a thing, can you? I think it has to be against a being. Oh, interesting. Can you be violent <laughs> against Google? Google. Property? Oh my god, it's the top Google search. So obviously this is an <laughs> argument that has come up. This is a question that other people have. Is property damage considered violence? Destroying property is not an in and of itself a violent act. The word right, violence should it, be rever- reserved for harm done to people. Yeah, mm-hmm. so unless the property damage that you are doing then puts humans in danger then it's like if you light a house on fire that's not just property damage that is violence if there's people in the house but i think if they're if you're like spray painting the outside of buildings not yeah. violent 
Maxine Waters violence quote. Let me get it up here. Okay, here we go. This is from Vox.com because it was the first thing that came up. Do, 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 do. She didn't tell anyone to riot. Let's see. Okay, I. Mm, that's defense attorney. Is this all reaction to her? Come on, Vox. Why are you going to fuck me up like this? What Waters actually said. Well, we've got to stay on the street and we've got to get more active. We got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure they know that we mean business. That doesn't seem so. She didn't say she didn't say violence. Yeah, I was going to say it kind of surprised me that she would use the word, the literal word violence. It doesn't surprise me that people would translate it into violence. If she says confrontational, if she says we mean business, that people would be like, she's calling for violence because we love to do that. Right. That was literally the whole quote. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking if there's a longer one. Because I had people on both sides of my life, from both sides of the spectrum, say that she specifically said violence. And I was like, You're, she specifically said we need to get violent? And they were like, yes. We got to, yeah, well, we got to, st- what should protesters do? We got to stay on the street and we've got to get more active. We got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure they know we mean business. I think that's fine. Curfew means I want you to all stop talking. I want you to stop meeting. I want you to stop gathering. I don't agree with that. I'm hoping the protest will continue. Uh, that seems yeah, fine to me. No problem. I, I mean, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think this sounds like it's something that's been spun. Yep. And now people are just picking up on headlines instead of like myself yep. included. I didn't check it, you know? Yeah. But I mean, that's how news gets spread these days, too. I mean, that doesn't, you know, I think that's very normal. And for people to have told you and been like, yeah, she called for violence. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't check either. You know, yeah. they've just like heard this idea. This That's a very like inflammatory idea, right? Like Maxine Waters. And that's, I mean, I had the same reaction. I was like, really? Like, I have a hard time believing this. Yeah. And I think if you see it, if you see if that's the headline that you get on Fox News or the New York Times, that they're like, Maxine Waters, did Maxine Waters call for violence? Yeah, so uh, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy stated via Twitter, this weekend in Minnesota, Maxine Waters broke the law by violating curfew and then incited violence. Yeah, so, and I think this is also uh, from the Republicans' standpoint, uh, retaliation for what what we said Trump did right by inciting an insurrection yes because he was like we need to show them how strong we you know it was like there are a lot of similarities mm-hmm. in in like a so call to action yeah. right so now yeah. people are like oh well so Trump can't do it but Maxine Waters can do it. which like obviously like, hugely different thing. scenarios yeah, yeah. but I, that's what I think that's what's happening yeah I also read this weekend I think it was from. I can't remember her name. I think her name is Brittany. I think her name is Brittany Pataki, but let me check that. Um, But she is someone I follow on Instagram. And she said on November 7th, 2020, she was like, like the day that Joe Biden was declared the winner Mm -hmm. or it was like still questionable. She was like, look out next time. Republicans will run someone firmly in our identity politics it will be a woman it will be a person of color it will be someone in the it'll LG- be caitlin jenner and then like caitlin jenner announced that she was running against gavin newsom in the recall and she britney retweeted it she was like i don't mean to say i told you so but, but i told here you, you so. go i told yeah. you so yeah so it's it's like it's proof they they think that it's proof for mm-hmm. them that all the arguments that liberals are making don't hold water. Yeah. They're like, you think we hate trans people? Of course we don't. We love Caitlyn Jenner. We love her so much. We will elect her president there. We couldn't possibly be doing anything wrong ever again. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Meanwhile, they're passing fucking bill after bill after bill, mandating genital exams yeah. for children mm-hmm. like that cognitive dissonance. I cannot fathom. 
that they're like bathroom bill. Protect the children. Yeah. Let's also examine their genitals to make sure they're playing the right sports in school. Because everyone at like high school sports are so serious. And also like there have been multiple studies done that say that being trans doesn't give you an advantage in professional sports. Yeah. The school sports aside, even if you do take it seriously, even yeah. if it does, it's like, oh, well, it's going to compromise their ability to get a scholarship. You know, right. they're like following all of these like they're going down this thought path yeah. that like doesn't you know, they're just speculating about yeah. like, oh, well, the children again, we're so concerned about the things that we imagine could potentially happen to the children unless also, that child is trans. Let's give more excuses for adults to check teenagers genitals. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. That's what that's what the world needs. We Not need, cool. We need to protect the children from the trans people who are going to attack them in bathrooms, but also right. we need By to using check using straight people to check their genitals. Yeah. Cool. And like so many cases of doctors and gynecologists fucking taking advantage and abusing people. Yeah. Any cases yeah. of trans people in bathrooms? N- none. Zero percent. Zero. Yep. 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 Zero. So yeah, cognitive dissonance. It's like the cognitive dissonance also of like we have to protect the children from the trans adults, but also we have to protect the children from the trans ch- children. We have to protect the cis children the, from the, the trans cis children. children. We have to basically, from the we have trans... to protect everyone from trans people. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking ridiculous nightmare. It's terrible. And still, you know, they're going to be like, I don't have a problem with trans people. I love Caitlyn Jenner. All my friends are trans. I have a trans friend. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nightmare. So all the shit that Republicans have against like identity politics, they are they are the biggest culprit of like attacking different identities that aren't straight white men. It is crazy how much they spend their time attacking people who aren't them. And then they go around saying, well, liberals are always talking about identity policy. Like, we're trying to protect human beings and have them all live an equal and just life. That's all. That's all. That's all it is. And you somehow you're against that. What kind of monster human being would be against that? Well, the other thing that I think is really fucked up is that it's disingenuous. Yeah, it's hypocritical. It's a lot of it is for show. Too. Like, I think the, the prime example for me is like Dick Cheney, who was like, <laughs> what a uh, terrible, terrible uh, human being, but like has a gay daughter and like loves her and supports her and wants her to be able to have children with whomever she wants and marry whomever she wants. But like you person, I don't know. Nah. Yeah. It's like Ted Cruz going to Mexico. Right. During, right. But like crossing the border yeah. with his children and family mm-hmm. to get to a safer place. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But yeah. he's like, oh, but if you guys the other way around, yeah, not so much. Not so much on that. I think it's also a symptom of like our need as a society for like immediate gratification. Where like factual good news stories take time. Like unraveling like the corporate intrigue and like what really happened and who's really responsible takes time. That's why there's a whole movie about Spotlight. Right. It takes so much time. And like, that was like a huge endeavor. Yeah. But unfortunately, in the United States, it's like whatever narrative comes out first is, is now the narrative. Tr- the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so rarely is that able to get walked back. So rarely is it factual either. It's just like and you have to like really search out. If you want to know what actually happened, you have to search out yourself because yeah. there's like two reporters ever working on the project they're working on that project for two years and then like one article comes out about it in a publication that isn't huge so nobody cares and it sucks Mm -hmm. and that's why i listen to you're wrong about so you guys should listen to that too it's a great (laughs) podcast
I mean, a lot of that is like on us as the public. I, th- yeah. I don't know because I don't know how you change, you know, the solution to that isn't like, well, don't put out information as it comes. It's just like we need to get more literate about how much value to put on preliminary information and like what kind of critical thinking we need to do ourselves and like with our responsibility for like understanding well, what we're seeing and and receiving all the time. Yes and no. I think in our very capitalist society, we put a lot of responsibility on consumers in general. Absolutely. Right? It's our responsibility to recycle the shit that the corporation is just manufacturing willy-nilly with no plan. Yeah. It's our responsibility to, you know, I mean, I would I think a little more responsibility needs to be put on like what headline are you putting on this article? Yeah, no what is the clickbait? Full well knowing that's that some if not most people will take the headline and not read the article mm-hmm. and then spread the headline like facts. Like I'm sure there are headlines that says like Maxine Waters calls for, calls violence. for violence or Maxine Waters calls for violence question mark. Not incorrect. Right. But like yeah. that's what's being taken away. Yeah. So yeah, you need your clickbaiting. Your claim that's going to be more the, you're going to get more clicks, the more sensational it is. But that's still the responsibility of the publication to be to understand how their information is being consumed yeah. and oh, not yeah. just be like, well, this is what we chose to write. And like, if you'd read the article, you would have changed the initial opinion you had from reading the headline. Irresponsible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not defending lazy fucking journalism or, <laughs> you know, because that's the thing. It's like the problem is that anyone and everyone can be a journalist now. You, the, right. Anyone can write a blog. Anyone can publish something on Medium. Anybody can, you know, and it's like anything. And op-ed pieces look like exactly. news they pieces do. right you're just like here's an article and you're like but what there are yeah. so many articles like that doesn't mean just because it's a published article yeah there's so much variety in what that means there are yeah. forces like making sure that it's the lines are blurred and the, it, it's as gray as possible and that people can't really tell the difference because that's just it's it, it makes it easier for people to make money it's it, mm-hmm. it's just easier to muddy the waters mm-hmm. And have people just kind of being like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll click on it. What else am I going to do? Yeah. And boom, that's just a couple cents in their pocket. They don't give a shit. Yeah. And like the actual work that we all should be doing of like, not only is this an op-ed or an actual factual article, but like who wrote it? Who paid them? What's the publication? But again, why is that work that we should be doing? Right. (laughs) So so then is the solution like... The solution is a different problem. I don't have a solution. I'm just saying... We, as the consumer, are the impetus is always put on the consumer yeah. in America and in capitalist societies because they're like, of course, the business is going to do what makes money. How could you possibly blame them? All they are is a money making machine. So that's right. done. Yeah. But you, the consumer, have a lot more choice and you better do all your research and do everything the right way while you're also trying to work nine jobs mm-hmm. and buy your fucking sustainable shit that costs 18 times more what everything else does and like rising cost of rent. You know, There's so much shit on the consumer. That it it just I'm I'm trying to become more aware of how easy it is for us to be like, people, you need to do this instead right. of being like, why do we need to do that? Is it because some jackass is making our lives so much more yes. difficult under the guise of making it more convenient? Right. Probably. Probably. Right. I would say yes. And but the I, politi- guess, I guess what I'm saying is that the only way to stop a jackass from doing that is to, you know, have everyone aware that that jackass is doing that. And or that, hire a saying. non-jackass. Well, sure, but somebody still has to be able to recognize what a jackass is. I'm just saying, like, I don't mean to 
allow the system to continue and then it'll just go on like this, but we'll be a little more savvy about it. No, ultimately, it'd be great if we can also shift it back to a, a much more balanced, like we're getting correct information the vast majority of the time. I, it's just like, I'm, I'm thinking of like the people who are passing around, you know, QAnon articles and shit. And like, it's, that can stop if a couple people along the way were like, wait a minute. That's, that's all. It's like, yeah, of course, the responsibility should be on people to not fucking write bullshit in the first place and spread yeah. it around acting like it's true. But I think it's it's just that the conversation so rarely includes that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Almost all you hear is just like, hey, consumers, here's a new thing you should be doing that you didn't realize you should right. be doing. Better watch out for this. Sure. Like, have you checked this? Well, it's, it's, the same, it's the same argument as like, what was she wearing? You know, whose responsibility is it? I don't know. Was it the guy who attacked her? Or was it the, the woman who was wearing something that made her attackable? Who was walking at night, who was yeah. alone, who didn't have... Yeah. Right. Yes, totally. No, that's that's a fucked up argument. But but it just... It, I'm not saying that it's not important for the consumer to do that. Right. I think it's just important for us to remember when we're having these conversations that we that that point of view has to be included yeah which yeah and, and this is probably the most egregious in the like sustainable i i reposted a um a really great instagram post that uh emily ledeau made who is the host of the accessible stall one of the co-hosts of accessible stall um for earth day and she posted this this image that basically <laughs> says like plastic straws pre-peeled fruit pre-chopped vegetables and disposable medical supplies are not Dominant causes of climate change. Let's not blame disabled people's access needs for harming the planet. Place blame where it belongs. Irresponsible government entities and corporations who care more about profits than protecting our home. Yeah. And I think most people would be like, oh, yeah, of course. Or like, oh, I never thought about that. Great. And still... Ha have the conversations about being like you should really get a, dispo a a reusable water bottle you should really get this like reusable thing because like ultimately you know you need to be doing your part instead of putting all or or at least most or like some of that effort into being yeah. like what where is the root of the problem and why aren't you putting that same energy or that same money that you're spending on all of this like fucking reusable shit that you know is so much more expensive than it needs to be yeah. and is like marketed to you with so much guilt and shame shame for sure um, that you're like well at least I'm doing my part and I've spent my $400 like replacing all my Tupperware or like whatever it is that like consumer culture has convinced me that I the consumer need to do because yeah. I'm you know this individual this idea of the individual and I can only be responsible for myself god forbid you would look at our ceo and tell them to like do anything different so like let's just pretend that we're still selling you this like green idea of like oh yeah whatever stupid uh like taco bell and their sauce packets great i'm glad you now have a have a plan to recycle your fucking plastic sauce packets uh, hooray mm, they're also so good. you're still using all that beef cool <laughs> right right well it's just like I, the prime example for me when i hear you talk about this is coke Coca-Cola. Yeah. They've, they've, they've just been like, no, no we're not doing we're it. We're not doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sure. We could go back to glass bottles. Sure. We have there's like 15 things we could change. Are we going to? Mm -mm. No. Do we have any plans to do so? No. no. Will we ever? Mm -mm. No, we don't want I to. Guess, but see, here's the thing, though, is that it's kind of it has to be both because the incentive for a com look, the fact is the company only exists to make money. Right. And the company, if we're telling, hey, company, we want you to make less money by saving Companies the are world, doing that now, though. Doing what? Making less money to make more responsible choices. Yeah, some companies are. are A they? lot of companies are, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's also, good. like, what we need to do is it's just it's possible. Well, I think that that's the that's like the slightly more dated mentality that like, well, we can't control the company because they're going to just do whatever they want to make as much money as possible. Because, of course, that's what companies do. And that is what a lot, if not most companies do. But not I mean, the reason that I sort of know about this, like change in the in like corporate and consumer behavior is from Shark Tank, honestly, that like in the last five years, the businesses, it used to be that if businesses came on Shark Tank and they're like, and we're going to give 10 percent of our profits to charity, they were like, I mean, Okay, but like, are you sure you're making enough money to justify that? Now they're like, well, the millennial consumers and Gen Z consumers care about the structure of a company, and they're more likely to buy from you if you have a if you're mission driven, and therefore we we now support this and are going to invest in this. So the like the business model is changing. It is possible. I'm just saying it's not. It's no longer as blanketly accepted that just because you are a company means that your only focus is profit. It's yeah. now like the tides have shifted so that that's not as much of a given as it was before. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm going to saying, though, is that like it was on the consumers to say, hey, we're not interested in your product unless you're fixing shit or whatever. You know, it's like it still is like coming from the demands of like we're going to change our behavior to make sure you stop doing your thing. And that's, but that's, a that's not really what happened. It's not like they were like, well, no one's buying this plastic stuff anymore. So we have to come up with a different solution. It's like, no, people are still buying the plastic stuff, but they're more likely to also buy this other stuff because they know X per amount of the profits go to whatever. They feel better about it. They're more likely to be like a long term consumer of. It's not like we like Coca-Cola just collapsed because we weren't buying it anymore and something had to come take its place. It's that there's going to be new businesses all the time and they're just trying to find like a niche in their market. And now that's becoming more appealing. It is more appealing. It's also because as millennials are blamed and Gen Z are blamed for ruining every part of the economy, Gen Z and specifically millennials have no brand loyalty unless there is something like that. So people are trying to cultivate brand loyalty through charity work and like paying a living wage, like stuff that should be pretty fucking basic, by Mm -hmm. the way. Um, And there's a bill right now uh, going through Congress where they're trying to let California reset the standard for emissions, for emissions, which is also absolutely what we need, because California is the ninth biggest economy in the fucking world. So if California is like, sorry, got to be zero emissions by 2025. The companies are going to make it happen. So we have to make sure that this thing passes and like goes into effect and we're yeah. able to do that again mm-hmm. because California exactly. was leading the nation. Like now they're talking about UBI, which is universal basic income in Los Angeles at a thousand dollars a month. Like it could so be down. coming. Me too. I'm like, please, God, <laughs> I would love that. Please, would it come my rent? It would not. Absolutely not. <laughs> would I still have to have a full time job? Yes. Yes, I would. But would it give us all some oh, fucking breathing room? Yeah. 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 And that's all it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. I think the idea being it's not about making the bad thing less attractive or shaming you into not buying the bad thing anymore or educating you about why the bad thing is bad. It's about putting the emphasis on the good thing and attracting attracting attention and putting energy towards the good thing. Yes. Um, it's not again, it's not that like you I'm not saying like go buy all the fucking disposable plastic, whatever. Like, sure, you can right. have awareness about that. But that's not where the majority of our en- if the majority of our energy were to lie in trying to get those bills passed instead of being like, 
okay, I'm going to spend all my energy today riding my fucking bicycle to the grocery store and putting whatever I can fit in my reusable bag and riding it back so that I didn't drive my car today. Like if that's taking all your energy because of the amount of guilt and shame that has been put on you by the way we have conversations about this stuff. Mm -hmm. We're doing it wrong. Riley's describing me exactly from five years ago. <laughs> and me too. Like, Down I think we bicycle. all went through this phase or yeah. maybe are still in this phase mm-hmm. of being like, it's my responsibility to do literally as much as I fucking possibly physically can. Otherwise, the planet to will die. Yeah. 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 And that's a lot. That's a lot. And totally. also, we can't. None of us can do it. We, yeah. Like, no matter what I do, even if I were to die right now and have zero carbon emissions for the rest mm-hmm. of what my life would have been, um, still not going to save the planet. Right. Right. So, yeah. like that. It's just. It's just like the percentage of energy and where and which percentage of energy goes in which direction and. Still, almost all of the conversations I hear around this is like, the earth is dying. Okay, we should be eating less meat. Bring your reusable bags to the grocery store. Walk as much as possible. Like, not (laughs) great, but like, why is that still the majority of the conversation, the majority of the focus and the articles? You know, I mean, I know why, but like. Yeah, we all know why. (laughs) Hey, Riley. I'm looking for a cool, hip new podcast to listen to. Any suggestions? Uh, yeah, Nicole. Have you heard of the FemRegard podcast hosted by Carolina Alvarez and Tessa Markle? What? Oh, wait, of course. That's the one that's dedicated to sharing both their journey and the lessons they've learned. Yes, they also share knowledge from industry professional guests on filmmaking. Oh, very cool. Are they also geared toward the underdeveloped filmmaker and filmmaking enthusiasts alike? Uh, you know it. FemRegard is available on all major platforms, including YouTube, with special sneak peeks on Instagram at FemRegard. <gasps> Great! I love many a platform. I'm going to listen to FemRegard podcasts. Are you? Uh, yeah, obviously. Obviously. But I also <laughs> think it's a branding issue. Stay with me. I was thinking about this this morning as I was toweling dry my hair. Wink. I don't know why I winked. It just felt right. The earth isn't dying. The earth is changing so that we will no longer be able to live on it. Because we need because, to be ex- extinctified. Right. right. <laughs> so like, Wiped out. So yeah. like, humans. instead of like, I don't care about saving the planet, like corporate, I'm, I'm, I'm big, big money corp. Call me big money corp from now on. <laughs> like, I don't care about this. I don't like, if we re, if the environmentalists like rebranded the, the like save the earth movement to like save yourself, save ourselves. I wonder if that would go further, sort of like the same way that we bra- like badly branded wearing masks of like, protect your neighbor, wear a mask instead right. of like, save yourself, put a fucking mask on. Like, I don't care if it's a lie. The mask will protect you. Sure. That's the only thing that will protect you. In sure. fact, yeah, like wear five of them. Even better. I'm currently, you know, rocking two masks every time I, wore I go out. a gas mask on the plane. There you go. To protect myself. There you go. With but, a mask over it to protect like, other people. Do do you guys sort of agree that like if we change the branding from like save the earth, like do the right thing for something mm-hmm. else to like if you don't corporations, not individuals, but like if you don't start if you stop eating money and like start putting that money into like saving ourselves oh boy, you can make money for longer because you'll be alive for longer. Because there will be more humans yeah. to consume your products. Yeah. Right. I think it's hard because this still isn't our generation. Mm. Um, and so 
a lot of the people in charge of corporations are uh, adults, I would say, mm, all of them. And uh, their lives probably aren't going to be that drastically affected. So, at, you know, to certain degrees, right. they're like, oh, if you were in the storm in Texas, maybe you're like, hey, this isn't this great. Isn't right. Or like the wildfires in California. You're like, hold on a second. I don't like this. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's not like immediate and direct enough to have an impact with a lot of people with that argument, I think, with that branding, yeah. I think. Yeah, you have to be like in a coastal, like Miami sees the direct effect of climate change on their city. Like it is being flooded actively every day, not just when there are storm surges, much worse when there are storm surges. California actively burns. But like the breadbasket, of course, there could be another dust bowl situation. They're probably not getting as much rain oh, as yeah. this. We just rewatched Interstellar. It is oh, not yeah, babe. unrealistic. <laughs> it is not. Maybe the Tesseract portion is a I little... Mean, but I liked it. I liked it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think just with all this stuff, it's just about like getting people to think about things in a helpful way, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think, yeah, the, the idea of like putting all the responsibility on consumers to like buy the right thing, that's fucked up. That's not a helpful way of thinking. That's a, right. that's a shame, fear-based like... You know, this is all your fault if you don't fix it. Like you have, you know, you the individual American, like you have the power to save the world. So go out there and spend money and do it. Right. And it's also driven by corporations. That right. They're like, oh, it's cool. All of our plastic is recyclable. Right. So you just recycle it. And uh, by the way, it just still goes in a landfill, but you'll feel better about it. So yeah, don't blame bags. us. It's not our yeah. fault. It's on you. And also it. Well, the biggest, matter. like the most egregious thing, I don't know how it is everywhere else, but like when we when we banned the plastic bags a few years back, yeah, and then so, the, the, the solution the, was to make plastic bigger plastic companies. Bags. <laughs> yeah, the oil companies were like, well, fine, we'll just make quote unquote reusable bags by making thicker plastic bags. It's literally, and we'll just charge you for it, and we'll yeah. take away the paper bags now, so you don't even have a choice. So now we're we're actually using like at least twice Way as much plastic. plastic as we used to. Yeah, and it's just like that is that's a game that corporations play. It is all about. Yeah what's the best maneuver to like win the money if yeah. that's all it is and how do we win the money you get people to feel like they're doing the right thing by giving us money and yeah i mean I, I but guess, it just translates into so much more than where your money is spent too because consumers are so conditioned to believe that it's up to them and like the choice the choice is yours right. right then that's where you see people like i've just seen people in my neighborhood not recently but when the whole straw thing first happened being like hey if you guys want to come with us we're going to go to all the restaurants in santa monica and we're going to try and convince them to get rid of their straws which like i can no. see as like wow. but at the time we were all like yeah that makes sense i'm you know do you own a reusable straw I sure do. Uh, yeah, I, we have hun a exactly. lot of them. So, like, we all bought into this. We were, like, the, at, the, at the time when the plastic straw thing happened, and we were, like, we saw the turtle, and it was all, like, shocking, and you're, like, this is bad. This isn't a thing we need. Everybody was, like, yeah. And it wasn't just about, oh, I'm not going to ask for those anymore. I'm not going to buy them anymore. It was, like, I need to go get these businesses to change what they're doing. And I'm going to put a lot of my energy into that. And I, and I'm going to succeed. They did that. They got a lot of businesses to change what they were doing mm -hmm. by not buying plastic straws, which is like, it's just such a waste of all of that energy. And the top that they came up with is and has more, uses more plastic. Plastic straws are also like a disability access tool for a lot of people to literally not choke when they are drinking. Mm -hmm. and staying hydrated in the world. So like, why are you taking away somebody's disability aid 
under the guise of like environmentalism yeah without having any sense of the actual problem or like what you could be doing with all of that effort right especially oh go ahead babe i was gonna say i I understand that that it it feels more active to go after anything than to not go after the the big things because it's too hard so i understand it's just like human nature they're like oh here's a way we can help like we do that all the time it's like what what can i do what Mm -hmm. can i do Here's a suggestion. Go to all the restaurants and tell them not to buy any straws anymore. Like, do your part. Like, okay, that sounds right. That makes sense. And that, like we're saying, it's like, okay, that was perhaps a little misguided because of all these unforeseen consequences. Maybe we just use less straws, but like you can still buy them. Just don't give them out to everybody unless they ask for it or something like that. Like, okay, we can, there's something we can do. But again, like your point is like, that's just not that efficient. And it does nothing. Even if we eliminated every single straw on the planet, we're still killing the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it's, it's, there's these massive structural forces that we need to actually go after to save the planet. But no one really knows how to do that. So it's just like, well, I guess we'll go get the straws banned. And this is where the like political correctness thing comes in, too, because this is seen as what we literally need because it's the only thing that works is what Nicole was talking about governmental regulations yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's the only thing that will cause that will like get corporations to do something that isn't to a degree that is helpful enough that isn't in their own best interest that isn't just 10% of profits to charity or whatever right. the whole reason charity groups exist is because we're not doing the shit that needs to get done yeah. and so nonprofits have to start to do it instead yeah. right. so like that's also misguided. But yeah. the, like the consumer desire is there, which is great, but we're still upholding this narrative that it's up to the consumer instead of being like, if we had more government regulation on the type of things that if the type of emissions that are allowed, the type of, you know, materials re- reusable or non that are allowed. Uh, and I'm not saying that's simple either. That's like extremely com- complex and like isn't just like, why don't they just do this? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's basically the only way that anything will change. And that to Republicans is seen as like bigger government, uh, more control, less freedom and just becomes politicized so fucking fast. So quickly, because the other side of the coin is government regulation and government funding funded by taxing the big corporations. Like this is the only way to work because like we have we had the regulation in California. No more plastic bags. And then the company was like, Boop, loophole. Yeah. And there's no funding for for California regulators whose job it is to regulate. They're spread so thin. They need the money to hire the people to go in and be like, you can't do the weird third thing, corporation. The weird third thing of the extra thick bag that are supposed to be reusable. That let's be honest, working. we all just put our recycling in. Yes, yeah. we all just put our recycling in. <laughs> Or cat and it or sucks. It doesn't shit. stand yeah. up like the paper bag. Yeah. The paper bag is better. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Every time I use one of those bags, I get like so angry. heart palpitations. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, this is awful. This yeah. is so much worse because than it Because they put it on was. you. Because yeah. you are the only one feeling that guilt. The yeah. corporation is like, yeah, we won. Fuck it. Yeah. We won. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is so silly, but I do love Trader Joe's. I do. Oh, same. And when they went, they have great paper bags. When they switched mm-hmm. from the paper bags to the fucking dumb to the plastic pus- bags, fucking yeah. dumb plastic bags. I was like, A two Trader Joe. Yeah, <laughs> really. I really hope there's not somebody. Although who knows, being like, you shouldn't use paper bags because they cut down all the trees. Ugh. Because you know there probably is that person. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the thing. But Which, by the way, a lot of our forests exist because of our paper products. And if there weren't paper products, they would sell that land and develop that land and all the trees would be gone instead of having renewable, sustainable materials like trees that grow back. Bamboo, great, grows back even faster. Mm-hmm. But like, let's take a, a moment on the... Have you guys get that Instagram ad? This ad targets me all the fucking time with the mom and the daughter. And the daughter, like, spills some water. And the mom takes, like, an obnoxious amount of paper towels off the rolls and, like, sops it up. And the daughter's like, Mommy, where do paper towels come from? And she's like, um, I think trees. And the daughter's like, a lot of trees? And then on the screen it says, yes, it's a lot of trees. And it's trying to sell you some fucking bamboo paper towels. Like, that's the shit that I'm talking about. You, the distracting from our fucking actual goal by making people feel guilty about their paper towel choice. That paper towel's not going to save the planet. It's just not. But instead you're like, oh God, now I've got to Google the best sustainable paper towel. Which one is like the most affordable? Is this paper towel that's going to be wrapped in plastic? Like, fuck, I should get one that's wrapped in more paper. Also, is this reusable? This is a hill I will die on a thousand times. Is this reusable paper towel made of felt or fleece? Some plastic product that every time you wash it, microplastics are washing into the water and then we're eating them through the fish and all the things that we but eat. But it's marketed to you as like this, as this fleece was reused by like a thousand plastic bottles got yeah. a new life in yeah. this right. piece of or fleece. Or is it now so popular that all these cheap knockoffs come and they're the ones that are that... like leaching toxins into. Yeah, there's yeah. as the consumer, we're already fucked. Mm-hmm. Release the guilt. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. <laughs> They actually, if anyone hasn't watched The Good Place, Riley, I know, put this on your list that doesn't exist. Have you I, watched I it? I have watched The Good Place. You have? Yeah, we've okay, talked about it. The episode where, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers, forever for the next uh, 45 I seconds. I will say I haven't seen the the very latest season. I've watched all the rest of it. But you've seen the season where Maya Rudolph is the judge. Anywhere, anywhere that's not the most recent season, yes. I think that's the season before the most recent season. But Maya Rudolph yeah. is like the judge. And she goes down to earth for a sec just to like... You guys, it can't be that bad. And then she comes back and she's like, Earth is a mess, y'all. I tried to eat a tomato and that was negative 80,000 points because it was like made with pesticides and by like by a farming company that like abuses their labor and like just the act of eating a tomato becomes like, I don't want to use the word sin, but like a negative action to like the nth degree because the consumer has to be responsible for like finding an organic product that pays their people a living wage that uh, it uses like rotational crop farming that like it's just impossible. And I get the Im- the impulse to be like, that is too much political bullshit to talk about. I just want to eat my fucking tomato. Like I understand Mm-hmm. I understand that impulse to be like, fuck all of this politically correct yeah. nonsense and let me eat my tomato in peace because my life is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of this comes from. It's just mm-hmm. being like, my life is hard. You're making it way harder. Mm-hmm. It's probably not anything that's either of our fault. Mm-hmm. So can we just exist? Yeah. <laughs> can we just exist? The only responsibility I will put on all of you and myself is that when it comes time to vote, Please look into the, especially in California, look into the props, like actually look into them because they are written sometimes in legalese that is meant to be misleading. And we have to like suss it out and vote on things that matter. But that this is what I'm talking about. That's not enough time to talk about this. Let's make the whole episode about that. We should be talking only about that and never about the straws. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this course. is where yeah. we should be putting all of our energy yeah. in terms of like what the what people can do to actually change things. Yeah. 
Or like if you're like, I want, I have this impulse to go down and tell all the restaurants about their fucking straws. Right. Run for office. Like if yeah. you have that much right. energy and time and you have the desire to be like, I want like like feet sneakers on the pavement, like door to door, making shit happen and changing right. things. We, we can use that energy. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have that energy. That's yeah. fucking great, Leslie. Yeah. Nope, energy to have. Let's like put it in the right direction and yeah. not just go harass like small business owners about buying shit that it's fine. It's fine to buy the straws. At the end of the day, it is our responsibility. We are the people that are living in this world, and we we are not the corporations who have ulterior motives. We are the people who are only people who are going to change anything. So the point is not... Okay, don't spend your energy caring about the plastic bags and then and then end it. Take it further. It's like, oh, you're yeah. off the hook. Yeah. No, you're not. Like we should all still be very ang- anxious about like the future of our world, but we need to like focus that anxiety and and activism away from the what kind of fucking bags we get at the grocery store and at like bullshit politicians right. who are not doing their job for us. It's all about where people give up, I think. It's, it's like, okay, mm. I have the guilty yeah. thought about the plastic bag. So I can take that a step further and be like, why is the store offering me the plastic bag? Right. Right. And then take that a step further and be like, why is the company that owns the store allowing for the plastic bags to be offered? Mm-hmm. Why is it right? You can like take right. that. And it, at a certain point, you're going to give up. You're going to be like, that's it got too big for me. Usually that's where it gets into government for people that they're like government. It's never going to change. It's going to take so, so fucking long. People are going to debate it. It's going to get filibuster. You know, there's like, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. hopelessness. I think when it comes to things that could change through government regulation, there's also the other side of that, which is like the Republican fear of any government regulation, which is like needs to be followed through again to like a more, extensive conclusion about what that would look like and not just like there's going to be a law i don't like it you know right. and like understanding that some of that stuff that feels too big doesn't necessarily like that doesn't mean that you have to go to the step before because it's easier mm. it just means you need more help to get to the bigger step yeah instead of just being like well all i can really do is harass the people who run my local trader joe's so i'm going to Stop at that and stop there and spend my energy doing something that I think I alone can change instead of being like, oh, this is a bigger problem that I need more help with. So let's like get some shit people together and do it together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I was saying at the beginning is that it's in order to get to that point, we do have to just kind of be more educated about what's going on in our world. We do have to pay more attention to, you know, the fact that, you know, a lot of publications are going to lie to us. And we do have to be educated about the fact that, like, things are being spun at us all the time. And there are, you know, different interests at play. Every time you get any sort of piece of information, just be aware of that. And if you got the time, like, dig into it a little bit more. Otherwise, we're not going to have that kind of critical mass to, like, push towards the, the efficient plan of attack. Right. And and taking the impetus off what you're off of the consumer choices you're making, because that's yeah. sort of yeah. where, again, it's like, where do you stop where you're like, right. oh, well, all I can control is what I purchase. If that's where you stop because the next step is too hard, then, yeah, you are going to be totally focused on like what I have to do in my own life. And like, this is the only thing I have control over. And it's not to say that where you spend your money doesn't matter. It absolutely matters. But e- but even like allowing yourself to be like, oh, I couldn't possibly control a corporation because all they care about is money. Mm-hmm. Even just being like, oh, wait. Here's an example of a corporation that does a good job that still exists. So maybe if the government were to put these those same regulations on this other corporation that isn't doing shit for the planet, 
that corporation would still be okay. Yeah. So it's not necessarily being like, oh, well, that would never work because they're designed this one way to make these profits and they couldn't survive. And so it'll never happen. Yeah. It's being like, oh, no, actually, I could see how that could happen. And so now I'm going to go a step further than I normally would have gone because it doesn't feel quite as hopeless on this next step. And then maybe we can take that in a step further. And yeah. yeah, I was also just thinking, like, as someone who doesn't enjoy social media so much, fuck if it doesn't work though Mm -hmm. like i think about like i bet if i used any trolling energy i have which is (laughs) very little in all honesty um unless i'm trolling in person energy all day (laughs) to like tweet at coke and be like coke i read that you said that you have the capacity to change over to glass but you just don't want to do it or like you don't you don't care about the fact that you line your whatever like you use so much plastic and you've openly said you don't give a fuck and you're not changing it. That's fucked up. Like, I wonder if someone consistently was like and got some attention. That's the other half of it. Like other people have to be like, what? What's that? And then like retweet, re- retweet, retweet. A la there are shrimp in my cereal mm-hmm. issues <laughs> or the way I got my mom finally got my mom a refund from American Airlines. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is bad publicity for us on a major platform. Right, yeah. Why don't can we DM you? No, you cannot. You have to reach out to me publicly. Like, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, you can DM me. Gonna post the screenshots. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, like physical protesting in the streets is is one tool. Twitter is another tool. Mm-hmm. There's lots of ways to get entities to do the things that they should be doing that you want them to do. There's lots of avenues to go about it. Because you also need to let your let your politicians know what you care about. Yeah, because totally. otherwise they're going to be if you're just quietly caring at home and beating yourself up about like the plastic that you right. use and then still buying that plastic. And I mean, whether or not you're still buying it, if you're still if you're just quietly at home being like, this is my responsibility, my responsibility only and not at least letting your representatives know that it matters to you. Even yeah. if you're like, I'm going to keep buying all the plastic shit. I own stock in Coke. However. I think they should be more regulated. If you don't tell your representatives, they literally don't think that you care. All they see is the data that you're just buying Coke. Yeah. Okay, I guess people are buying Coke and they're fine with it. They hear from a much smaller group of people about what matters. They're like, I'm concerned about the plastic. And it's like 4% of the population. And they're like, okay, my district cares 4% about this. 4% of my district cares about this. And that's not nobody. But like, like, you know, it seems like a lot more people care about this other thing. So even if you're... like, I fully encourage everyone to take all of your guilt and shame away, mm-hmm. buy whatever the fuck you want to buy, and put all of that energy and or money that you're now saving by not buying expensive shit that they market you on Instagram. Um, put all of that, like, energy into, like, letting your representatives know or going to, you know, town halls or running. For, like I said, like, any way you can put your energy into the, the like, chain that can make things happen and i'm also not saying that that's like a good or easy process either. Right. it gets fucked up all the time yeah. but like it still is possible and that what a much better use of your time and energy yeah yeah instead of just imploding <laughs> quietly at home under all of your reusable items <laughs> your sustainable things that you didn't actually need but you're like it's sustainable yeah, I just um this this sweater's made from bottles and yeah, they, this beach towel is from recycled dental floss. I haven't been to the beach in four years, but I own it now. That's a little too real. Is that an exact uh... I hope not, but I did get I've been very heavily marketed this fucking dental floss, this like sustainable dental floss. And they're like, are you flossing with plastic? How dare you? 
buy this $14 floss. Mm-hmm. 14 <laughs> and you have to buy four at a time. I was like, Holy are you, shit. you have to buy out of your tree? Yeah. Floss costs $1. I have to spend $65 on five years worth of floss. No, I will keep <laughs> buying my $1 plastic floss uh, and, you know, put yeah. that energy elsewhere. Yeah, and that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, coming back around to where we started, we have made a lot of strides since the 2000s. I'm yes. here to report from watching a lot of Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch that macrocosm that is Survivor. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it, and it, it only, like, you only notice because of how egregious it is when, like, these things stand out. And you're like, people just said that on TV and are, like, laughing about it and they're fine with it? What? I mean, even some of our most beloved shows, you're like, Mm. Yeah, sure. Stuff from like five years ago. You're like, oh, yeah. boy, that was, I get, Yeet. I get why you thought that was okay to make that joke, like wink, wink. Yeah. But it was still like, you, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, like, totally. it's, it's we've like all come to realize that's not helping. It's not doing what you think it's doing. Yeah. I know. I was looking back on one of my favorite sketches that I ever wrote that we can never ever perform again. Um, and just like being like, how did I, how was it okay in my brain to write this at the time? Where like the, but the, the punchline of the joke essentially is like gun violence mm-hmm. um, and like, ma- like mass gun violence. Mm-hmm. It's an episode of friends and like they do, they do a joke, the laugh track goes off. They do another joke, the laugh track goes off a little longer. They do a third joke, the laugh track goes off for like a really long time and they're like laughing and laughing and then they're like, don't stop. And it's like growing and then they're screaming and then they're crying and then there's like gunshots and there's a whole, right. And so like in my head, I'm like, this is the natural escalation right. of the joke it's funny we did it on stage got a great reaction the audience yeah. was like dying of laughter right. we had a whole soundtrack it was great in like 2012 yeah. probably yeah and i like like thinking back on that i'm like how did we even and i think there was a point at which we wanted to do that sketch and we're like maybe this isn't bad taste mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we changed it to like a dinosaur attack which like kind of worked okay <laughs> you know that it was like they were because the, the act the whole point is like you're just watching the actors being like what the fuck is happening as right. they like right. listen to all of this right um but yeah even just being like at the time being like this is funny and totally fine that all of this ends in like gun like mass gun murder right yeah and like the what was the impetus of you making a change was interrogating yourself which sort of goes along with like the please continue to interrogate and grow and and change your opinion on things. But it was also it wasn't like I was like one day I sat down and thought about this sketch more you guys and actually I have these these opinions. It was that the world changed around me mm-hmm. and I heard it differently yeah. and was like hold on a second. This is no longer what I wanted it to be or no longer what it was. Well yeah, I kind of had that moment with this t-shirt. So I don't I don't know if you could see it really. Um it says defend parklands, right? And mm-hmm. it has like a <laughs> it has cactus a cactus holding a flag. Holding a flag, okay. And he is mad. Yeah. And when he's I, determined. Yeah, he's determined. When I bought this, it was Donald Trump's America. It was I'm gonna drill for oil in parklands. Mm-hmm. And I was like, defend the parklands. And now I'm like Give them back. Well, now I'm right. like, yeah, wait, d- now I'm wearing this shirt. Who am I defending from? Am I defending white people from indigenous folks who are claiming the land that's rightfully theirs? Should I be wearing this t-shirt anymore? Right. And yeah. like, maybe not, but that's okay. But it's also because like, it's it's okay that the world has changed around yes. you and that the world has caused you to think of something. It's not right. like, oh, well, if you were woke enough, 
you would have already gotten to this conclusion. Right. Or that everybody has is like their finished selves. And yeah. I think this is sort of what people are saying about like, well, I've always done things this way. And like, everyone knows what I really mean. Right. That's fine. And that might have been fine when you were 11 or 16 or 22. Um, but the world has changed and the world is different now. Yeah. And it's not like, yeah, you were wrong then, um, but we understand why, because a lot of us were doing a thing that we thought was okay that wasn't, right. that became not okay, wasn't okay to begin with, but like became a lot more obvious that right. it wasn't okay. <laughs> yeah. And like literally today I got out of the car and Alex was like, I really like that shirt. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I'm wondering now if it's racist. Like I'm like in the world I'm living in right now, this shirt might not be okay to wear anymore. And like, I'm willing to lose the shirt. Yeah. I'm not going to walk around in my bra today because it's a little chilly for me, but like I do have a sweater. It's like what we're talking about with, you know, Louis C.K.'s show or Bill Cosby stand up or whatever. You want to wear that shirt at home? Yeah, that's fine. It's just a shirt. Yeah. You want to wear that shirt on your next television appearance? No. Now you're making a statement about the shirt. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You want to listen to Bill Cosby stand up? Fucking do it. You want to like recommend it to people? No. Yeah. That's so much. Stop it. Brag mm -hmm. about how much you love it and how important it is and put that all over your Twitter. No. Mm -hmm. Right. That's all. There's a line. There's just, you know, there's now that everybody essentially has like a public life. Mm -hmm. That matters. Yeah. Yeah. And things change. Things and things change. change. Like, it's, just change. that's OK. They'll that's, change again. It's not yeah. a bad thing necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all should just be susceptible to that and not fight it at every corner. Seriously. <gasps> yeah. Anyway, we did it. We've we solved it. humanity. <laughs> Also, pick up our new Hags Dental Floss for twenty two ninety five. Oh my god! You must buy eighteen of them. <laughs> You'll be a floss ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. also just made of plastic. <laughs> we scratched off the uh, pro like glide <laughs> branding Coding. and put our own sticker on it. Um, please follow us across all social media at Hags Podcast if you have thoughts, feelings, questions, confessions, rants, just like odd thoughts about, you know, groups of dinosaurs. Or Survivor. Or Survivor. Uh, email us at hagspodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash hagspodcast. That's how we get almost all of our support. Uh, we have lots of fun rewards at different levels, um, but really the reward is just knowing that you are supporting us and continuing to make this podcast for free. Yay! I also started a new series. Um, I've talked about it a little bit on our Patreon where I put filters on and, and then we discuss and and break down how sneaky they are and like secretly racist and fat phobic and like do it in this way that's like, <laughs> but is they're very bad and they're very bad for your brain. We're not talking about the like butterfly filters and like no. make yourself, turn yourself into a unicorn, give yourself a cartoon face all day long. These are like the beauty filters mm -hmm. that are not great yeah it's a bummer so check out our patreon for that and more uh thank you to alex reeves and point of blue studios for editing and producing our podcast as always please follow us on spotify and apple podcasts i got it right this time i feel like you've gotten it right for like a year is it still <laughs> i always want to say apple itunes is what um, i really want to okay. say and i have to be like pod Apple Podcasts. <laughs> um, regardless, I'm Nicole Wyland. I'm Riley Rose Critchlow. I'm Alex Reeves. Thanks for listening. Bye.